0: I uh, talked to some friends. Um, she, uh, one, of, one of them had was investing in multi-family uh, you know apartment buildings uh, there in Houston. Uh, so you know joint went to one of those two-day events uh, you know uh, and uh, the first day they talk about uh, buying multi or single-family homes. Uh, so my wife and were excited we're going to buy 10 single-family homes um, in Dallas because we were living in Shreveport but we're going to move back to Dallas uh, and then the next day they talk about multi-family and then we totally scrapped the single family idea. So we jumped right into multifamily. Um, had never owned a single family rental. Uh, I still have, don't own a single family rental uh, in my life. Um, but jumped right into uh, multifamily investing, did two passive investments, first to warm the ropes. And then uh, third third deal was to syndicate a 76-unit building uh, property here in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth. We still own that, own that one today. And. After that, it kind of really snowballed into 133 units Was our second syndication deal that we put together.
1: Welcome to
0: Real Estate Deal Closers with Annette Talley, where we focus on the deals. Our guests are real estate closers who will share in detail the whole process from finding a
1: deal to closing it, as well as strategies and tips to help you do the same. Here's your host, Annette Lee. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Deal Closers. I am your host, Annette Tali, and my guest today is Kenny Wolf. Welcome, Kenny.
0: Thanks, Annette. I appreciate you having me on today.
1: Super excited to have you. I just recently met Kenny at his event, the MFIN event uh, in February, and it was such an amazing event. I was excited to finally be able to meet people in person again in a conference because I get so much excitement and so much knowledge of these events I do my life you know if you saw my life events uh my life interviews last uh, February it was at this event that I I did them wow. so it was An amazing, we had like a women's breakfast and so much networking. Um, So welcome, Kenny. And, you know, for those of you that don't know him, let me tell you a little bit about him. Kenny has been investing in multifamily real estate since 2010, soon after he co-founded Wolf Investments originally Wolf RE Management in 2012. He has been involved in over 347 million plus worth of commercial real estate transactions throughout Texas, Colorado, Louisiana, Oklahoma, and Ohio. Kenny is passionate about ensuring the success of every investment for his loyal investors. Kenny has a BBA for Baylor University and an MBA for the University of Texas at Arlington. When he's not scouting for new deals, he enjoys discovering new vegan restaurants, rooting for Baylor University and spending time with his wife and kids. Absolutely. (laughs) So tell me, how did you get into real estate?
0: So um, I graduated from Baylor University, um, got a job in oil and gas. And I was on the accounting side. Uh, so started out in that, um, worked my way up to CFO at age 28 uh, of an oil and gas comp- startup company uh, in Shreveport, Louisiana, and then um, quickly found out that our sole client was having money issues. And so we had someone like, hey, we got to get into something else. So uh, we called some friends, asked them, hey, what do you do? uh, for your, on the investment side. Cause I've always wanted to be, uh, my own, my own boss, an entrepreneur. Uh, it's always kind of been in me, uh, to do that even from a young age, um, selling golf balls on the golf course. Uh, but anyway, that's a whole other conversation, but so, um, uh, talked to some friends. Um, she, uh, one, one of them had, was investing in multifamily, um, uh, you know, apartment buildings, uh, there in Houston. Uh, so, you know, joint, went to one of those two day events, uh, you know, uh, and, uh, the first day they talk about uh buying multi or single family homes uh so my wife and I are excited we're going to buy 10 single family homes um in dallas because we were living in shreeport but we're going to move back to dallas uh, and then the next day they talk about multi-family and then we totally scrapped the single family idea so we jumped right into multi-family um had never owned a single family rental uh i still have don't own a single family rental uh in my life um but jumped right into uh, multi-family investing did two passive investments first to warm the ropes and then uh, third third deal was to syndicate a seventy six unit building uh, property here in uh, Dallas Fort Worth. We still own that own that one today. And after that, it kind of really snowballed into one hundred thirty three units was our second syndication deal that we put together. Um, then we went to Colorado and Oklahoma and Ohio and just kind of added added our added a bigger footprint for the company.
1: Amazing. You know, I I went right into multifamily, but I started with a duplex. You went like you went to a syndication (laughs) trade. So that, that's amazing. And you know, a lot of people do that. Um, To me, I didn't even know what the syndication was. I was investing for like, Probably six years before I discovered syndications. I was kind of doing it all by myself. So that's why I love, you know, having this podcast because I get to tell people about all the stuff that I was missing for six years of my investing. Like I right. was just buying one, saving money for the next one, and then buying the next one, and then saving money for the next one. I realized this is going to take forever, you know, and that's when I kind of started <laughs> right. learning more and educating myself. And then, you know, I found. Joint ventures and helocs and syndications and all these amazing um, investing options that there are, uh, or stuff that you can use to invest. So awesome! The deal. All right. So, what deal are we going to be talking about today?
0: So this one is just fresh off the off the uh, off- off the press we uh, we just bought it yesterday actually so. Wow. Um, the it is yeah so it was a big purchase we're excited about it it's, uh, it's a historical building in downtown Dallas it's an A plus class deal um, it's our first pro- in our 10 year 10 years of being in business, this is our first property with real wood floors. Uh, not, not the fake wood floors. So, uh, so we're excited <laughs> about that, but, uh, but it's an A plus deal. Um, like I said, a historical building. It was built in the 1930s of the Dallas County courthouse. Uh, wow. So there's still, uh, there was a historical renovation that the family did that we bought it from uh, they'd completed it in 2012, won the preservation award. So, I mean, an amazing building uh, both exterior and interior. Uh, and because that, it's a historical building, they had to keep the two, um, two courthouse courtrooms, um, are there so th- those are two amenities that folks use uh, for residents um, uh, in the building now and it's it's just beautiful so the historical piece is that um, the Bonnie and Clyde warrants were served out of that uh, out of that courtroom uh, their harboring trials were there and then also um, uh, Roe v Wade uh, was first heard in that courtroom there too so it's a lot of historical even on a national level uh, uh, there for the for the building so it's a uh, It was, it was, uh, and in 2012, they converted it over to 78 high-end multi-family uh, units. Um, And then we also got with it a deli. Um, You know, there's a deli in there as well. There's a um, 5,000 square foot of office space. And then we have a profit share with the event space uh, that's there. So about 50 couples a year get married at this, at this property. Uh, So she's beautiful. Rooftop deck, three penthouses. I mean, it's, it's really high-end stuff. Uh, We don't always buy high end end stuff. We just two weeks ago bought a D class, big fixer upper, you know, nothing sexy about it. But uh, this one, uh, I figured we'd go over today because it's uh, just, we just bought it yesterday.
1: Wow, amazing. And, you know, it it is really not just multifamily, it's kind of like a mixed use, right? You have uh, a deli, then you have, uh, you know, office space and then event space. So it's mixed use. Uh, Pretty interesting. So, you know, in terms of historical, you know, they already completed the renovation, but I'm assuming that you will have some constraints when it comes to renovating this or making any changes to this property because of uh, the historic.
0: Yes, I mean, there, there's going to be some, but they but they've already done all the all the heavy lifting on that. So you know, as as if if a window needs to replace, yes, we'll have to have uh, we'll have to match the glass and all that kind of stuff. But uh, we factor that into our in, into our into our budget um, as well. And then, you know, rents down there are $2 a square foot. So we're, uh, uh, so the rents are pretty high. So that'll, it'll, it'll, it'll pay for it.
1: <laughs> right. And how are they going to use those courtrooms? Is that like just as meeting rooms or what's?
0: what's yeah. So there's two. That? So one of them is, yeah. So one of them is kind of a, a billiards room, uh, TV lounge area. Um, and then the other was actually, that's where a lot of the, uh, uh, where a lot of the, um, the young the couples that get married actually is, is in the other room. So that's, so we share that with the event space, um, the, the event planner as well. Um, and then, um, there's a kind of right next to that into one of the, the antechambers of the old courtroom, uh, is the, the, is the workout facility as well.
1: Cool. Pretty interesting. All right. So how did you find this deal? Uh,
0: so th- th- this is one of those deals that usually goes to an institutional buyer. Um, So typically not us, Uh, but uh, I so I really think COVID was the reason uh, that we got it. So it was on the market in January uh, was being marketed and then the sellers pulled it in March uh, because of COVID uh, because it is in a downtown setting. So a lot of the institutional folks were on the sidelines. Uh, They were scared about buying in downtown settings. Um, we thought that was overblown. And, and I think we were right. That's um, on the rent, because the rents have gone up downtown, occupancies have remained high in Dallas, so downtown Dallas. So, uh, so we had, we were, we were, we were it. So we, we made an offer on the building um, there in May or June. And we were the only ones bidding on it at the time, because again, this usually goes to institutional people. And it was basically at that point, an off market deal, no one else was really kind of looking at it. So, uh, so we got access to that. And, um, it just was a great looking deal because like, you, you dig into it, um, the family, uh, that, uh, that wasn't that had owned it, um, owned it, uh, they were in it for 21 million and we bought it yesterday for 19 million. Um, oh. so we've got some instant equity there. And then on top of that, we, we bought it, um, you know, uh, at a five and a half cap, but that was using their expenses, which are $15,000 per unit per year. Which is almost three times what we usually run our other A class properties here in Dallas, Fort Worth. At. So there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of ways we can make the operations more efficient uh, there at the property as well.
1: Amazing. So, okay, so let's go back to the price. So, was it listed for 20, uh, 19 million? Uh, they, was it listed for 20, uh, 19 million, or how did you negotiate it down if it was more?
0: Right, so the, well, so, you know, in, 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 the, uh, in, in, in the markets that we're in anyways, there's really never a listing price. There's a whisper price, but there's not, there's, there's never a list, there's no, like, a number printed in the OM anymore. Uh, so, what we, um, you know, pre-COVID, I'm sure they would have got 21 to 24 million for this, this property, no problem. Um, uh, but we just came in and said, hey, look, you know, this is the number that works for us. You know, is does this work for you guys? And they said yes. And then, so it was really pretty quick uh, because we were dealing with, you know, a, a very, a class act seller. Um, and then, you know, we like to be upfront and honest just say, Hey, this is our price. And if you, you know, take it or leave it. Um, Cause you can, you know, it's uh multifamily investing especially at this level, it's such a small world. Uh, you have to, you, you're not out to save $5. You've got, you're out to, you know, make a deal uh, make sure everybody wins in the transaction. And then, and everybody's happy. And then that way your reputation is just keeps building and building so you have access to more deals in the future because I mean I've seen people try to renegotiate on exterior paint on deals before. um, When I'm selling them and you know I probably won't to them again like you know that's ridiculous to ask for that kind of stuff so um, you you get weeded out pretty quickly if you don't um, behave uh, nicely or play nicely. Uh, in, right in the sandbox. So
1: I mean, I think there is there is instances where uh, retrading or renegotiating it's it's warranted, right? Like if you you know, like the paint, you can see it right away. You go to the building and you see the paint, you know you need it. Like renegotiating that is kind of silly, but like for example, plumbing issues or uh, roof issues, oh, sure. you know, yeah. like those are the ones that you Absolutely. wanna definitely have an inspection and then be able to negotiate if you find something that is not working. Uh, or is not
0: Yeah, sure. And yeah, so we we you know, whenever we buy a deal, we're at we we ask the seller and you know, through the, through the broker typically, um, you know, is there anything that 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 we need to know about? Um, how are the roofs? How are the plumbing, you know, and if we um and if they say, you know, there's no issues then and then we go to our inspection and there's issues, well then we have an issue to talk about. Um, so but it's it's that it's the, it's the stuff that's hidden. You're right. That's if you are if there's something that that you don't see or the seller doesn't know about or hid uh, then, yeah, then then you have to revisit that conversation on, on the uh, price.
1: <laughs> cool. All right. So let's talk about the financing. Um, how did you finance this property? And, you know, since we are talking about COVID, did COVID play a, a role in this in your financing uh, versus other deals that you've done before?
0: Not really. I mean, so, you know, on, on, on this deal is a little bit different. So on this, our, our goal, because it is an A-class deal and we're buying at a lower cap rate, and the plan is to uh, make expenses more efficient um, is really kind of the value add that we're going to be able to do to it is um, was we needed a longer term amorti- amortizing loan, right? So what we did is last year, let me back up last year, we bought an A-class deal. And with that, we, we were able to get a HUD loan, uh, which are which is the best loan out there right now that you can get. It's hard to get be an a, a approved HUD borrower, um, we finally did it in ten years. It just took me ten years, uh, but finally got on the list. Uh, but so, what you get with a HUD loan is a thirty-five year amortization, um, and typically on the interest rates, they're about three-quarter point lower than Fannie or Freddie. Um, so that's the uh, that's uh, that's the pros of a HUD loan. The the cons are uh, are that it takes six to nine months to close it, so you can't buy it. You can't you can't buy a property and uh, and go straight to a HUD loan. You almost have to do a bridge loan to a HUD loan. Um, And then the other piece to HUD, the only kind of other downside that that we see, and it's not really a downside, it's just kind of a minor inconvenience, is that uh, they only allow you to to distribute cash flow to investors twice a year. So instead of doing our normal quarterly distributions to investors, this will be two larger distributions a year. Uh, But with that 35 year amortization, I mean, it, it makes it totally worth it. Um, in my opinion. So this one, we're doing a bridge loan um, with Greystone, uh, but they actually have a program for for folks like us where we get a, a bridge loan. And then, um, so today, actually the day after closing, uh, we're going to start working on that HUD loan getting that teed up. So in six to nine months, we can close on that and then uh, get that nice 35-year amortization. So
1: Yeah. So for people that don't know, can you explain what a bridge loan is?
0: Sure. I mean, it's really, uh, it's kind of, it's it's kind of what it sounds like it's it's a bridge between your current financing and what you're what you're aiming for on your financing and so bridges typically used um, we we've used them quite a bit the past few years um, and they've worked out beautifully but um on bigger fixer uppers because if you go into a into a a property and put a fanny or freddie on it they're going to have a a big prepayment penalty on them Um, so if you're if you're going in doing a big value add component uh, to a property um, then it's better to do either a, a um a bridge loan. Um, is, is what I what we think is the best because they typically give you, you know, seventy five to eighty five percent leverage. So I'll be a little bit higher leverage on your on your construction. Um, interest rates are going to be a little bit higher, but they're typically interest only, um, and a lot of the times they're non recourse um, as well. So there's there's a lot of benefits to them, um, um, but they they are more expensive debt, right? So you've got to be able to um, um, either uh, sell it, you know, uh, within the bridge. Uh, loan terms, or do a cash up refi to a to an agency loan, Fannie Freddie, or HUD, if you're able to. Um, so it just gives you a lot more options. Um, but they are They are. Um, it's kind of the wild west of lending uh, compared to like Fannie Freddie or, or, or HUD. Um, so you got to have a really good lawyer on your team. But but like I said, we work with four or five different bridge lenders right now. They've they've all done well through. Uh, the pandemic and you know, have uh, right. for the most part one out of one you know four to five honored their terms so
1: <laughs> yeah so you know you had this hard loan that is going to be an amazing amazing terms but you needed you know no no seller is going to wait six to nine months so you needed this temporary right. money to be able to to bridge the gap and then buy it with this money and then change to your hard loan that is going to be amazing terms for the long term um, cool all right, that's that's awesome. So, how did you how did you fund? You know, because I'm assuming for the the, the period where you have this uh, bridge loan, you need uh, money to put it down, right? You're going to be paying interest. How did you fund this?
0: So we uh, so we uh, so we syndicate all of our deals. Uh, so we have about uh, I think I just heard the other day from Christina here at the office uh, 1,300 investors that follow us uh, that are on our investor list that get our offerings. So. Um, and have access to our investor portal so um, that's really how we do it so we, we, we blast it out to our investors um, they sign up on, online on the investor portal um, and, and before they sign up they hopefully read all the documents uh, the PPM operating agreement our, our investment summary which is our business plan for that building uh, for that property uh, then sign up online docu sign it's all pretty pretty slick but uh, yeah we've got a pretty good uh, pretty good following for investors and that's kind of how we how we uh, we buy all these properties
1: amazing all right so what is the exit strategy for this property
0: so we have a a couple actually um so the 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 more exciting one is that um it was uh it's a condo deal so these were originally built as condos so they're individually deeded um so potentially um and this is this is a big potentially this is the biggest opportunity to to exit but um would be in about seven years five to seven years into that hud loan uh, we'll have the the, the uh, step down prepay down enough to where it might make sense to actually sell off the individual condos. Um, if we do, uh, we just did the we did the math up here just on the condo piece, so not 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 uh, not really t- uh, taking into consideration the uh, the deli, the office, or the event space, but um, but just just the condos themselves. I mean, if you average the uh, um, sales price of a condo in downtown Dallas, those condos are probably worth thirty two million dollars alone and we only paid 19. So that's one option um, that, that has a lot of hoops to jump through uh, to do that. Uh, so uh, the other option, um, and this is the one that we kind of you know, m- m- mostly lean on is, uh, is to um, operate it better, increase our NOI, um, and then in five to seven years probably sell it to, uh, to an institutional, institutional buyer. But uh, we have a different, that, that's what's nice about having multiple exit strategies uh, is um, built into the deal.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You have two different options that you can pursue depending on the market, right? If you see at the time when you're ready to sell that, you know, that you can change it to condos uh, and sell it as condos, then you can go that way and, or or you can, you have the other option. That's pretty cool. Right.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Productivity hack. All right. So I'm, this is the time when I'm going to ask you for your productivity hack. This is the one thing that you have implemented in your business that is taking you to the next level.
0: Um, really, uh, you know, I don't, there's no like secret sauce for me, but um, other than uh, whenever we uh, need to hire somebody, we hire somebody. <laughs> so we've got a great team here at the office. Um, I guess that's my hack is that uh, if, if I don't do something well or we're starting to get overwhelmed, we, we hire a new person here. Uh, we've hired two people in 2020, um, you know, to add to that, we kept hiring through COVID and all that. Uh, and we probably add another one or two people to the team here by the end of the year as well. But, uh, you know, there's only so many time, uh, you know, instances in the day or a moment or sorry, I don't know so much time in the day. So you've got to be able to rely and, and build out that team that really take you to that
1: next level amazing that's so important because sometimes we're stuck doing these little tasks that we don't have to do ourselves and we can give to somebody or if you are not good at something you can just outsource that to somebody else and so that you can focus on the stuff that you're good at and keep growing amazing amazing expert tips All right, it's time for the three expert tips. And Kenny is gonna share with us three expert tips on how to start in multifamily.
0: Right, um, so th- I get this question a lot, actually. I just had a lunch the other day with a guy that wants to start out he and he he knows he wants to get into multifamily um, and just doesn't know how, how to do it, right? And so, um, you know, what I would tell folks are I, there's typically, you know, Three, three types of, three ways to, to do it. So the first is um, like I did, um, I was a passive investor in two deals. Uh, one was a yield play. So one that one was already fixed up, Fannie Mae loan um, and that being a key component. I'll come back to that in a second. But, and the other one was a big fixer upper or a value play. Um, uh, so I wanted those two do uh, two passive uh, uh, types of deals because I could see how the different business plans work out. Uh, so the um, the 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 one I t- talked about with the Fannie Mae loan that was huge because that actually um, count on as our, our track record. So on our first syndication deal that we were going to do, um, I was able to go out and get Fannie Mae lending my, myself, uh, which is pretty awesome. That's the non recourse, uh, you know, option out there. So that that was pretty awesome. But you know, being a passive, um, you know, one two. Also, you need to know if you want to be a syndicator or not. If you if you want to be a passive, then you know that's easy to do. Just network. Uh, find, you know, go to events like our infant event or other events like that. Network, uh, find, find sponsors that, that you trust and believe in and go that route. Um, if you wanna be, uh, so the second tip, I guess, would be for the active passive, that's what I call it. Um, that's for someone who thinks they wanna be a syndicator um, but, but isn't quite sure yet, um, or, and or knows they wanna be one, but doesn't know what, uh, what, what's the right teammates to have on your, on your team. Uh, with property management and vendors and all that, so uh, an active passive, we have probably one or two of these in each of our deals. Um, it's very informal uh, and all that. It's not a mentorship program. I don't do that, uh, but uh, it's it's kind of similar to what I did. So when I was a passive, I wanted to be um, actively involved. I had a lot of questions. I you know I read all the I read all the monthly reports. Um, I was on the property as much as I I could. Walked the units. You know, was really highly involved um, and wanted to because I knew I wanted to be a syndicator. Um, so that's, that, that's, a, that's another way to kind of get into the game as well uh, as in the syndication. And the third would be, I've seen people just jump right in and they bought 12 units and then just kept trading up and up and up right And so that's one way to do it. Uh, I've seen it, it can be done. Um, I think it's a little bit slower than usually if you do it that way. Um, and also you're kind of having to uh, really um, learn on the fly <laughs> uh, when you're buying you know properties that that small on your own you, you don't have the teammates around you uh, built out yet so I think that I've seen it done uh, um, I don't recommend it
1: <laughs> so. I mean you went straight to the multifamily you just started investing passively and I and I agree with you because when you are investing passively you are seeing the entire process be you know in front of you and you can you know pick up what worked what didn't work and you know if you're seeing a better way to do things you know and you you, you are a witness of everything that is happening like you invested in two different strategies and you were able to see the two different strategies play and then decide uh which one you wanted to take or which one to use in which property, right? Like there's different strategies for different type of property. So uh, that is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing with us all your knowledge and being here in the podcast with me. So how can people find you online?
0: Sure, um, the best way probably is to get is go to our website at wolfe-investments.com. Uh, we're also very active on social media. you find find, so look, look up Kenny Wolf on Facebook. Uh, we have a YouTube channel as well. Look up Kenny and Wolf there. Uh, we put out a lot of free educational videos, uh, things like things like that. So uh, you can find us there. And then, uh, and then that's right. We've got a big. Uh, our next MFin event is in Miami, um, looking to be July 24th. But that there'll be an email um, blast out uh, here uh, here uh, probably this week or next when we uh, nail down that uh, nail down that hotel. But uh, looking forward to that. Um, it was an awesome event, end of February, seeing everybody in person
1: absolutely Uh, uh, i was so uh, excited to be there (laughs) yes i was so excited (laughs) to be there and miami is really close to me so i'm gonna you know make sure that i save the date for the next event um cool thank you so much kenny Uh, it was so nice talking to you and if you guys are having uh and uh, enjoying these episodes and you love what you're hearing make, make sure to subscribe to the channel and to save the podcast on your on your list thank you so much All right, thank you.
0: This was Real Estate Deal Closers with Annette Talee, brought to you by Talley Investments. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Our goal is to provide amazing value on your real estate journey. Connect online at www.talleyinvestments.com, where you can find this episode and more. Did you like this episode? Subscribe, like, and share.